Um, so as you know, uh, we went to Cambodia and we did come back. So praise the Lord. Um, and um, so good that we're going again. Um, so as you guys uh, yeah, feel like, you know, God is speaking to you about maybe it's your turn, um, please, yeah, prayerfully consider uh, what that looks like for you guys as well. Um, so today, um, we're going to give you a basic overview of what we did. Um, some of it is a little bit more... Um, Factual, we're just going to tell you what we did, and some of it is a little bit more personal, and some of our guys will share a little bit more personally about what Cambodia was like for you. Um, so as you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, we visited four ministries. We've, uh, the first ministry was uh, Bridge of Hope or Life Care Mission. Um, the second one was Doxin School. Uh, the third one was Deborah and Martin, um, and the fourth one was OM, um, and we have are great team members here ready to share with you. So if you can give them a round of applause, they're a little bit nervous. Good morning, church. Tony's only in Cambodia, it's not in in Sydney. (laughs) Um, We don't have much uh, time to really express uh, the whole experience, but again, if uh, you'd like to grab uh, me on the outside one day if I become a welcome team, um, you can grab me, talk about it, ask me questions about the trip, uh, but I can say the trip is something I recommend for everyone to do. Um, so I start with, uh, they say Cambodia is a third world country, but instead what I saw was a booming country with the high rises, luxury cars and brands, large corporation and the constant development of the new world. The saddest part is that I saw the contrast between the two of the rich and the poor. I'm talking about what the major marketing companies and organizations want you to see. The holiday destination, resorts, blinding you. It's quite close already. (laughs) It's it's really close already? No, it's not, it's like down here. Okay, let me ref, do you want me to start again? Sorry, Jun and Soy. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the. Now you just go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me start again. Basically, I'm talking about what the major marketing companies and organizations want you to see the holidays destination, resorts blinding you on the hidden truth of the dark side of Cambodia. I experienced the toughest two weeks ever. I was lost for words, broken within, and so confused about how anyone could ever let their own people live like this. What shook me was finding out that refugees from Vietnam War were present within Cambodia, stuck in limbo, having no opportunities of returning home. My heart sank as I also found out that if you were born Vietnamese descent, born into Cambodia society, it meant that you didn't have official documents affecting the opportunity, opportunities such as the rights, education, no kind of support, or making these people non-existence in society. The horrific history that Cambodia contains is unbearable. To this day, the suffering contain, continues for these people, helpless families. The most, heart, the most heartbreaking part is that 
innocent children will have to go through life struggles without knowing why and living with uh, and I've lived witnessed things that I wished for no child or family to go through however as I look beyond the darkness and the sadness God's light was present in this country he blessed them with individuals who were willing to help the poor the slums the sick the children and the elderly Jun and Soy, who are, are missionaries in Cambodia, started a school for the children that are affected, teaching them about gospel, the native, there you go, that's, that's Jun, um, teaching them the native tongue, uh, Kamai, English and hope. What I saw from each child was so much joy and happiness at this school. This truly put a smile on my face, knowing that the joy on their faces, the laughter in their voices, and their eyes filled up with hope, gave me the faith that God is watching over his children. So there, so there could be a chance for a bright future for these children as well. We had the opportunity to leave behind a piece of our heart at June and Soy School, a painting of a Jesus on their school wall. It was so empowering to see Jun and Soy give up their life to become a missionary in Cambodia, helping the ones in need most. As I watched them do what God has called them to do, it was spiritually inspiring in so many ways, as I am forever so honoured to have met Jun and Soy. And I can't forget their son, Josh. Josh, where are you? Josh, can you stand up, please? Just, Josh. So, guys, this is Josh. Uh, if you ever go to Cambodia, if you need a, a tour guide, Josh is the man. You know, he helped us a lot, but I can say Josh really um, gave us a really deep insight about Cambodia before we went to the um, killing fields and all the other things. But Josh, thank you so much for your guidance uh, and helping us win that day, so thank you. Um, one thing that Jun, and share, Jun shared with me uh, and us as a team and has now stuck me forever he explained the process of how he became a missionary in Cambodia. Through the delivery of his message, it wasn't easy. As he shared his story, his voice expressed the sadness and heartbreak that he had to go through to pursue becoming a missionary in Cambodia. This broke my heart. However, he did what God has asked him to do and put all his trust, into him, in, trust in God. But the full story of uh, what Jun has told us, I would let him tell you when you go and visit him. I think it's more deep and personal, uh, and the experience is more better, instead of me telling the story. I just lost where I'm at. Okay. Um, so, by leaving at the last message, I want to leave something for Jun and Soy, uh, a passage uh, that reminds me of them. Uh, Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And ending this message is, I just want to say, I could have done this trip without my team. My amazing team that's all here today. We saw it's uh, Myong. Um, so I know I don't have much time, but I would just want to say is the experience I had with the team was something unforgettable. 
They helped me see a lot and understand more about God. God spoke to us every single day. Um, and I know there was a lot of things that went through my mind and my doubts. But I think just by having our team, you know, our lovely rice. She loves her rice. Jean loves her rice. Um, <laughs> she had a shirt has uh, rice's life and it makes sense now. She loves rice. Um, Jenny, she's a special one. She's, uh, she's a quiet one, but she, she gives you these little moments as well. You know, you really did uh, gave some inspiration uh, during the time I was there. Um, Myong, another, another special one. He, um, he doesn't like sharing, but he only share if he likes your food. So I only ask you when he actually shares. That's one thing I learned about Myong. Um, and Janice, where is... Uh, yeah, Janice. Okay, there's a song that we always sing, and it was stuck with me for the whole trip. It's called uh, Can You Spell Bible? All right, and I remember that day that she broke her foot, nearly broke her foot just by performing, but she continued on. Um, and also, Sung, my butterfly brother. You know, I think we've uh, started a, a new crew in Cambodia, I'm telling you. Um, but most importantly, our leader, Pastor Mill. Um, through our ups and downs, she kept the team together. Um, and even through her struggles as well, she was very strong. Um, and I could say God was really with her for the whole time. Um, one thing I've learned about Mill, um, she loves snacks. <laughs> a lot of snacks. Our room became a little canteen. So it was like a convenience store. I didn't really eat much snack, but every time that was like, filled up there, I stopped at midnight to eat it. So, but yeah, like, like I said, Thank you so much, team, for everything. Um, and I'm very blessed to have the opportunity to share with you guys. Hi, everyone. This is my really first time on the stage. So I'm going to just read my script. <laughs> so first of all, I want to thank everyone who has supported us with prayers and also financially. Without your prayers and support, it wouldn't have been possible for us to have this wonderful experience in Cambodia. And your prayers really kept us safe and united. This mission trip was the first one for myself. As a planner, I wanted to plan everything really well, but it was even harder because of COVID, as so many things were changed and unpredictable. But throughout our trip, God really taught us again and again to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I realized that no matter how well I plan, it is impossible to be better than God's plan. God really designed this mission trip perfectly for each of us. Mine was a complete training program, which was divided into three parts. First part was love of Jesus Christ. The second was God is in control. And the third part was applied to the reality. Today, I'm going to share the first part, the love of Jesus Christ, by talking about the time we spent with Doxin Mission Center in Siem Reap. <laughs> if you want to hear about the second and third part as well, um, just ask. I'm happy to share with everyone because it was God's story. Um, under the name of CM Rip Doxin Mission Center, there are four different organizations Doxin Church, 
Duxin School, Duxin Kindergarten, and Don Rai Center. Uh, we had a chance to visit Duxin School and Kindergarten this time. Duxin School and Kindergarten is located in a small village, uh, which, which is 30 minutes away from Central Semri, run by Kim Sugyeong Missionary. It was a beautiful school, and the influence of the school on the village is quite huge. One amazing and unique thing about Duxin School is that all students have to start from kindergarten. No student can start from any other grade. It is so that all students will learn about the gospel from a young age, and hopefully their faith and the knowledge of the Bible will continue to grow as they go up a grade every year. So they grow into adults who believe in Jesus and grow into workers of the Lord who spread the gospel to the local community in the land of Cambodia, a Cambodia dominated by Buddhism. An amazing result of this that, this is that some students who graduated became a teacher at Duxin, and they now teach kids about the Bible and how to live for God patiently. To witness this, I truly felt God is working in Duxin as well as Cambodia. We had some classes with kids from different grades, and to see their bright eyes when they listened to Bible stories and when they prayed for each other, I was grateful that in Cambodia, a country that has only 1% Christians, God chose these children and raised them with his love. I definitely saw the hope. Those kids will become God's great witnesses when they grow up and they spread the gospel in the land of Cambodia. And when the kids prayed for me and gave me so much love and hugs, I felt so loved and content. At the moment, I totally forgot all stresses and pressures I had in my heart for a long time. I could feel that love was from God through those kids. At the center of all this ministry is Missionary Kim. Uh, his vision for this mission is to build people. So Missionary Kim runs the school and also disciples his staff through many ways. We had a chance to join their afternoon devotion time and it was amazing. We watched and prayed together in many different languages and shared the word together. In that moment, I truly felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and the love and the care of God upon everyone. As a mentor in life and faith, Missionary Kim gave us so much good advice and taught us from his experience. Through his life, I was able to know that he was truly a servant of God, servant of the Lord who the Lord is pleased with. There are so many more great things about, great things I want to share with you. But now, when I reflect on everything that happened during this mission trip, in God's perfect timing, he gathered seven of us together in Cambodia and allowed us to share this experience together and grow together. It was all God and his love for his children. So lastly, I want to challenge you guys. Um, I know everyone is busy with their own uh, life, but make time for God and go on a mission trip 
and God will nurture you and will fill you with His love. God will work on you and you will feel truly content in God. I want to finish with something that Deborah shared with us during this trip. God doesn't want your capability. God wants your availability. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Um, um, next, um, Myung is going to share about Deborah and Martin. Um, Myung is not here, but he uh, is joining us through the screen. Hello, church. Apologies for not being there, and sorry, Pastor Mel, attendance record is not improving as usual. Um, despite my attendance record, I'm honoured to share our stories with you about our time in Cambodia and what God has revealed to us, especially during our stay with Missionary Martin and Deborah from 21st to 23rd of Jan in Phnom Penh. We were able to witness God's mission in that place and were able to participate in certain ministries where we got to experience true joy. One of the main ministries for Martin and Deborah was opening up an eye clinic during the weekend where they used their profession, optometry, to share the gospel. We were able to join their clinic and witness how God was working through them, helping the needs and building relationship with other communities through their gift from God. We performed children's program at Bo's house, which was a couple of hours away from the city. Bo used to work with Martin and Deborah, but after she got married, she moved in with her in-laws, who are non-Christians. Out of deep love for Bo, the only Christian in the village, Deborah and Martin started visiting Bo and performed a children's program with the kids from the area. We also participated in one of their visits to Bo, uh, and we sang, danced, played games, shared Bible stories, and performed crafts with the children. It was such a great experience. We visited a Christian school and church called River of Life. I think our team can agree we were blessed to witness passionate Christian teachers and leaders there. Their love for the kids was visible and God was visible in that place. During this short visit, we were able to spend time with little children performing crafts and spend some time praying for the church and the school. We also visited um, small churches, pray for the pastors and their congregation. They needed physical and financial support, but importantly, leaders to help the church. We saw the Christian school and the church witnessing God's mission in expanding his kingdom in Cambodia. However, on the other hand, we were able to witness other extreme sites too, areas that would break God's heart. We visited slums, graveyards and extreme, extremely poor areas. Our heartfelt sympathy went out to these people. One thing we've learned through during the debrief session with Deborah and Martin is that God doesn't need our capability. God needs our availability. Don't be overwhelmed by financial needs, poverty and helping the children. Just remember, God doesn't need my help. He needs us to participate with Him. Hope as one community 
and as one church, we can all participate together with the Lord. Thank you, and see you soon. Thank you, Mia. <laughs> yeah. I um, told him you need to look at the camera when you're talking, but clearly uh, he was looking at his screen with his notes. I invite Janice um, to finish up our update in, at OM. Good morning, church. Um, I don't have any pictures up, but uh, there'll be a special video montage later, so keep a lookout for that. I'll be sharing about um, OM missions, uh, which is Operation Mobilization Cambodia. Uh, missionaries Johan and Lenny, who are the directors at OM Cambodia for the past eight years. Their mission is to share the gospel to people who have not heard of it even once. OM Cambodia focuses on evangelism, church planting, and the discipling of believers. OM Cambodia's team consists of many local Christian Cambodians. We were with OM for three days at their base. We stayed, journeyed, and served with them. I would say that the things we saw in Phnom Penh, especially when we were with OM, were some of the most moving and humbling of experiences. While we were there, we also visited a few slums. Um, if you don't know what slums are, um, it's living conditions where it's overcrowded and miserable. Um, no clean water and just, yeah, very poor living conditions. Uh, we also went to Smoky Mountains. Um, basically, it's a garbage of mountains made up of rubbish. Um, where 500 garbage trucks actually go and dispose of rubbish every day. And around there, there's actually a village surrounding that mountain uh, where people would have to climb up the rubbish mountains to collect plastic for recycling. And one tonne of plastic gives them one US dollar. We also did children ministry in the villages and also at OM space. On our last day, we actually had nearly 300 kids. Many things didn't go according to plan. And, but all things worked out for good anyway, according to God's promises. Throughout it all, the presence of God was very real to us. Despite the language and cultural differences, the staff at OM and our team were truly united, serving under the banner of Christ. I think seeing all the brokenness really broke my heart and our teams. Um, but then realizing that I have always prayed to God to ask Him to break my heart for what breaks His. So I am so thankful for the opportunity to go and see what breaks God's heart. I have learned from this trip that despite all our inadequacies and the daunting challenges that we faced, God really just needed our availability. As you can see, it's a repeating team. So God just needs your availability. For Him to use us, whether it is to encourage the missionaries there 
or to just experience God in a different way. And there's actually so much more to share with all of you. This is just a taste of what we have experienced in Cambodia. So if you'd like to know more, please come and meet any of the team members or go on the mission trip yourself. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, you guys can take a seat. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as you can see, uh, we have so many stories. Um, this is not even a blip on the stories that we could tell you and the stories we want to share with you. So please um, strike up a conversation with us. Some of us look scarier than we actually are, but we're actually really nice people. Um, <laughs> Janice Lee, um, she put together an awesome video, so we're going to just watch that on the big screen. It has been three years since our church went on the mission field, and after months of preparation, our team of seven flew out to Cambodia. We were nervous and excited at the same time. But whatever our expectations were, God showed us so much more. Across the two cities of Siem Reap and Phnom Penh, riding tuk-tuks, vans, and the back of utes, we partnered with four different missionaries, Life Care Mission, Doxin School, our old friends, Deborah and Martin, Operation Mobilization. All with the same burning passion to share the gospel with the people of Cambodia. We shared our testimonies worship together at a local church, painted a mural at a school, visited remote villages, shared the gospel with children of all ages, danced, played games, sang songs, and learnt a little more about the history and culture of Cambodia. We cried a lot and laughed even more. We felt drained under the sun. There were and still a lot of things that we don't understand in a land that is so different to ours. It was hard to find God in the darkness that we witnessed. But God's light was always shining. Even in the most hopeless situations, we came to see and know God's faithfulness and goodness. He was the hope that this nation needed. We were witnesses to the true joy in the lives of the local Christians. We were witnesses to the missionaries' passion Spread the gospel to everyone. And we were witnesses to the continuing work of God in Cambodia. And so, 
we have to think. What's next? tell um, a lot happened there was a lot of laughs there were some tears uh, but it was a great it was a great journey and it was a great time for all of us um, before Sangi comes up to wrap up uh, what the today um, I just wanted to say thank you um, this year financially um, our church went above and beyond um, what we had planned and because of your generosity we were actually able to make large donations back um, to um, different organisations, uh, we uh, the cost that it with the team needed was actually much less than what we uh, had initially planned, um, and so we were able to make uh, generous offerings um, to uh, the different fields. So thank you for that. I'm going to invite Sangi to finish up. Um, good morning. My name is Sangwoo. This wasn't planned, but there was a request. Just give me a second. I think I have to explain what that is. So as you saw in the video, in the last section there, um, there was a Cambodian song, and that was one of the actions. And I couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> I kept doing this. And then Tan taught me, and then it's supposed to be a dove, but we called it a butterfly because... I think um, we're all caterpillars <laughs> before we become Christians. And then once we become Christians, we're in that thing. What's that? The cocoon. And there's a metamorphosis happening there. And then when Jesus comes again, we become butterflies. So that's what that is. Okay, so um, I've been tasked with wrapping up our post-mission Sunday. Um, and once again, as Mel has expressed, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. I mean, financially, of course, but your prayers, that really, that, that's what really held us together, I think. Because we experienced things there, um, internally, externally, everything. And I know it was your prayers and the prayers of everyone that God listened to and really held us together. So thank you. It really is amazing to be a part of a community that really loves and cares for each other. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts. Um, now, everything that we have shared here is really just a fraction of what we saw, what we experienced in Cambodia. So please, as we have said, please come to us and ask questions over a cup of coffee, over lunch, dinner, it doesn't matter. We would love to share our experiences there. Because what we saw, what we witnessed, that was all God's amazing work in that country. So please approach us. We are very nice people. And over a cup of condensed milk coffee, we will uh, love to share you guys, share some stories with you guys. Now, the team has done such an amazing job, so there's not really that much for me to say. 
Um, to wrap up, I just want to talk about the last mission that we had on the last night. As Janice Lim has already mentioned, we were with OM. And on that last day, the missionaries had actually invited some kids from the neighborhood. Um, I think they do this uh, maybe on a weekly basis or nearly fortnightly basis. And they said they average around 50 to 100 kids that come um, to the school, not a school, to their, where they live, and then just share the gospel, play games, have food, things like that. Um, so the word that foreigners had come spread, right? And while we were preparing, um, one of the missionary staff actually said, hey, I think you're going to get a little bit more than 50 to 100. So probably, you know, around 150, probably won't get 200, right? So we're like, okay, that's fine. By this time, we were a well-oiled machine, right? Last mission, we've done this numerous times. You know, we had the skit down pat. We had the Bible studies down pat. We had the songs, the dances, games, doesn't matter. We were so confident that we're going to go out with a bang, right? So we're preparing all this, getting ready, gigging each other up, right? And then I think 5 p.m. was the start time, and we could hear the kids. And just from the sound of it, it didn't sound like 50 kids or 100 kids or 150 kids. And then we heard them continuously just coming in and in and in. And by 5, we went out, and I swear to goodness, there was probably like 300 kids there. And I've never seen 300 kids before. <laughs> I love kids, but not 300 kids. That's a, oh my goodness, that's a lot of kids, right? So let's just say things didn't go exactly according to plan, right? Um, there were several members in our team that weren't feeling 100% um, for various different reasons. The skit which we had done, that we performed in front of you guys, right? And we had such great feedback from you guys as well. The skit that which we had done by this time, probably like four or five times, we, we nailed it every single time. That one time, the last time we did it, absolute failure. Because I think, it was my fault, I think, a lot of it, the timing was just so off. All the, you know, it's all about timing. We were just completely off. Um, the storytelling was difficult because if you're trying to, keep that attention of 300 kids and I'm speaking in English and we're speaking in English and they don't understand English, it's kind of hard to keep their attention for that time. And the gospel, making of the gospel beads, that was complete chaos because we just didn't have enough um, teachers and we had too many kids. So nothing went according to plan. It was absolutely chaotic and we were, to be honest, we were frustrated. We were getting frustrated um, at times. Uh, we weren't feeling 100%. And because it's winter in Cambodia, um, it was getting dark. So we couldn't even see anymore, right? So everything that could go wrong technically went wrong. However, this is what I remember about this whole mission trip, this one night. Why? Because isn't this what a mission field looks like? trying to spread the gospel in this broken world. It comes with its obstacles and it comes with its challenges. Yes, it is very important to plan, but things will not always go according to plan. In fact, more often than not, it actually doesn't. But it's in God's hands. 
and he is present. And that night, he was present, so present in all of us. The vision I have of this last chaotic night isn't of chaos or of things going wrong or of frustrations. I remember every single one of us sacrificing and helping each other and doing the best that we could for each other. I remember the missionaries and the local staff running around trying to assist in any way they could. I remember the mothers and fathers of the children who had come, and even some adults who live in the neighborhood who had come, and they don't know what's going on, but they're still trying to help. I remember the older kids in high school that were supposed to be enjoying this night along with the other kids. They came and helped. They were helping the younger kids. The picture that comes to my mind when I think of this isn't frustrated people frantically running around, but the picture that comes to mind is the joy on the faces of not only the children, but all the people who helped make this night possible. The true joy of doing missions together. To put our trust and faith in God even when things don't go according to plan. God was present this night, and that's the picture I always remember of sacrificial love. Just want to read a quick verse from Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. This night was a mission field of people with the same mind, same love, one in spirit, doing nothing out of selfish ambition, but in humility, valuing others above themselves. That's the sacrificial love of Christ. This is what a mission is. This is what we witnessed our two weeks we were there, every single day. To be of the same mind to spread the gospel, not just through our words, but through our lives, by living like Christ did, sacrificing ourselves for one another. This is what all the missionaries, all four, that's what they embodied. That's how they lived. So many of those guys didn't go like, oh, I, I dreamt being a missionary. Right? If like, like these guys have said, go on the mission trip, talk to these guys. Right? This is what we saw and this is what we were witness to, the sacrificial love of Christ and his followers. Yes, things will go wrong no matter how well it's planned out because we don't live in a perfect world but a broken one. But we don't have to be perfect. It comes back to this every single time. We don't have to be perfect. That's the gospel. We don't have to be perfect because Jesus is. Always is. Always will be. We don't have to be completely ready or capable. We need to have faith. That's it. Have faith in Him. 
in Jesus. Have faith that He is there to guide you. Have faith that He is always there. I want to wrap it up with the same quote that all of us have been quoting. Um, was it Deborah? I think Deborah did say this to us. And it's stuck with each and every one of us, right? God does not want our capability. God wants our availability. He doesn't want our capability. He wants our availability. And this is our challenge, all of us. Everyone in this room, everyone watching online, all of us, that's our challenge. Don't think about, am I good enough to do something for God? Don't think about, am I prepared well enough or well-versed in the Bible enough to do something for God? Open up your heart to God. Open up your heart to Jesus. Open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. Invite Him in and have faith. God, I may not be capable, but I am available. So church, let's be available to, God, to what God wants us to do. Let's pray.